0: Hello, and welcome back to another FACT Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about a subject that does not get a lot of press, though it is starting to get some notoriety in the um, athletic world, the training world, the physical therapy world, even the chiropractic world, and that's fascia or fascia, depending on which English speaking country you come from, F-A-S-C-I-A, fascia. Fascia is that white connective tissue that holds everything together. It holds your skin and your subdermis onto the uh, the coverings of your muscle. The covering of your muscle is fascia. And it holds our organs up and all together. It separates things. It gives our muscles the look they have. And when someone's injured, say their shoulder, we usually think rotator cuff, the small stabilizing muscles in the shoulder. Or we think cartilage, you know, the connective tissue that holds bone to bone or separates the joint and helps it work better. But a lot of times the problem, and specifically almost all the time, it's a factor in chronic conditions, is fascia, that connective tissue. Now, when I went to the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, when I went to Northwestern College of Chiropractic in Minnesota, they did not push fascia as a target of a therapeutic approach. It was heard of, it was kind of marginalized in some approaches, which we're going to talk about today, but no one addressed it specifically. You stretched a muscle out, you massaged a muscle You may, you know, work on reattaching torn ligaments or torn tendons, um, redoing a joint to improve the joint space because the cartilage was damaged. I never heard an orthopedic surgeon, as many as I've seen over the years, look at me and say, you know what, this is a fascial problem where fascial therapy would help. I have never heard a physical therapist look at me and say, you know, you really need of fascial release. Now there are physical therapists who do myofascial release and thank uh, God it's becoming more popular. But in the 1980s, when I worked at uh, physical therapy and sports fitness in Annapolis, Maryland, right on River road there, amazingly only one out of the six, seven, maybe there's eight on some days, physical therapists, only one of them talked about Dr. Barnes myofascial release. Or myofascial unwinding I think it was called. And unwinding is a good term because fascia is in long lines, it's in strings. Think of a cobweb, a very complicated cobweb. That is exactly what fascia looks like under a microscope. And you don't need that powerful microscope. You can look under it, it looks white, you stain it, you can see the lines of connective tissue, which are collagen and elastin, a very stretchy connective tissue. And when you look under that, you see this cobweb, this interconnectedness from one area to the other. And I like to explain fascia to my patients as say your comforter on your bed. You can have a wrinkle on your comforter, say up toward the pillows, up toward the headboard, and you can correct it by pulling down on the bottom of the sheet, bottom of the blanket, bottom of the comforter, down on the bottom toward the foot of the bed. And people say, well, of course you can pull a wrinkle out. If I have a wrinkle in my shirt near my my pocket, I can pull the tails of my shirt and straighten it out. Far from the site of pain, injury, and problem. And that's where fascial work, those practitioners who do it, don't get all the credit or they're maligned because if someone has a bad right shoulder, the, the fascial worker will work on the shoulder but also may work on the left hip. If it's a right shoulder problem, we'll work on the left hip. If it's a right upper extremity problem, right shoulder, right bicep, tricep, elbow, right forearm, right hand and wrist, we'll work on the left hip, we'll work on the left glute, thigh, calf, foot, ankle, etc. Because of the way these, these fascial sheets are put together to hold us together. Why fascia? Well, it comes down to saving energy. When I'm walking and I throw a leg forward, I actually stretch fascia on one side and wind it up. And it, like a spring, the other side gets contracted and twisted and I actually gain some PKE. Not that I want to go through biomechanics with you, but potential kinetic energy. So the fascia itself adds to the energy efficiency of how the body moves. Now, that may be too complicated for today's podcast, but just understand that these sheets of fascia help you move more efficiently, or if they're damaged and dysfunctional, they can hold you back. For example, the athlete who has knee surgery and he comes back and everything's fine and no one's worked on the fascia. You've done leg extension, leg curls, you've worked on running and treadmill, you've practice running sideways, front ways, jumping in water. You've done all this good rehab, you get back on the playing field, you blow out your knee and ankle again. Why? Because no one addressed the fascia, which was contracted and changed. And here's something even more important, even more important. Fascia contains nerve receptors. Fascia, that all those sheets of connective tissue like that, that gross stuff you see when you rip the skin off a chicken, that white stuff, that fascia all has nerve, con, uh, nerve uh, receptors. The same ones like in the middle of our muscle, called muscle spindles, same type, same type in our tendons. It tells your body where it is in space, how it's moving. It gives feedback to our brain, to our central nervous system, to how are things going. And if your fascia is all bound up, guess what? You're not gonna fire that muscle. You're not going to throw that baseball correctly. You're not gonna bend up and grab your kid correctly because the body's trying to protect a joint that it thinks may be dysfunctional. The joint may be fine, but the fascia is sending a signal to protect the area because it's been damaged or it's sending aberrant, wrong information into the brain. Why is that important? Well, any part of health means getting great communication from your body and your senses into your brain. If your heart's not working well, we want some type of feedback where you don't feel, feel well going back to your brain. Same thing with your internal organs and your muscles, your ligaments, your joints. How important are these mechanoreceptors is the name of these nerve endings. Or proprioceptors is another name. If I close my eyes, and you guys can do this at home, And put my arm out to the side at 90 degrees. How do I know it's at 90? With my eyes closed. Now move it down towards your body to 30. How do you know you're close to 30? These special nerve endings are sending information to your brain after thousands and thousands of repetitions. And it tells you where you are in space. Many times the proprioception mechanoreception gets messed up. We call it aberrant firing of uh, mechanoreceptors. Gets messed up because of fascial changes. And no matter how much your diet's good, and you get adjusted, and you um, do your therapy and exercise, if there's fascial issues, then it can't change. I know in the past, I worked with some of the, the biggest bodybuilders in the world, some of them on the Mr. Olympia stage. And they would come to me to have the fascia stretch, say on their calves or their biceps, because their biceps weren't growing. Now, it wasn't that I magically could make their biceps grow, but the fascia, the casing on the sausage, if you will, the casing around the the bicep, the covering of these muscles was too tight. So you stretch it out and then the muscles could split and grow more. That's just a fact. There are some dangerous things in fascia where people will get what's called anterior compartment syndrome. They run their first or second marathon. They're kind of out of shape and blood goes down into their lower legs and starts cutting off other arteries because it's not flowing out, that that compartment that is that is made a compartment by the fascia, the boundaries of that compartment are fascia, do not stretch. And they have to go in there with a scalpel and cut it before the person loses their leg. So fascia is the thing. <laughs> it really is. Sometimes you end up in the ER with it. I've had a couple patients who've had fascial releases in the of the, t- of the tibialis anterior due to poor running mechanics or just being out of shape, or just bad luck in genetics. But that fascia can be stretched. Now, it doesn't stretch like a muscle, it takes more time. Remember, it's, it's pretty thick connective tissue and it takes time and over time, but it has to be addressed. And all those nerve endings that are giving information to the brain have to be addressed too. I had, I've worked with many uh, clients. Uh, power lifters who are trying to get stronger and their form looks great, but this little tweak here and they can't get it figured out. And I'm like, well, that's a fascial restriction. We go in there, we stretch that out. You can stretch it out. Foam roll. That's what foam rolling is doing. You're stretching fascia. Foam roll. You use a lacrosse ball. Get that loosened up a little bit. Stretch that fascia around that muscle and bang, their form's improved. So there are many techniques for it, like rolfing which is very painful. I think they call it body integration now. Again, I'm just doing this off the cuff. I just, when I do these podcasts, I just flip open my laptop most of the time, just start talking to it. So you get to participate with me as I talk to myself. Um, so rolfing is one form, you usually sign up for what, 10 sessions and they get in there and they throw your, their elbows <laughs> and their knees into areas that are just very painful. But if you can take it, you can take being bruised like that, that's fascia. Everyone is getting into cupping, Um, ancient uh, Eastern uh, medical practice where they put a little vacuum and they pull the vacuum against your skin on areas of concern. That's fascial work. You're pulling and separating that tight fascia off the muscle so the muscle can have better circulation, better flow, and better neurological input. That's why cupping works. It's fascial work. I've also seen a lot of chiropractors, they sign up and get certified in a Graston technique. It's where you use stainless steel tools and a little lotion to scrape the skin, it looks like. And that scraping is where, and you loosen up that fascia and you get better joint performance, better muscle performance. I've actually seen it used for um, all kinds of conditions. Classic uh, Chinese Grosho, same thing, except they don't use the very expensive stainless steel tools. They use like $2 pieces of... of uh, a polished stone or ivory. And it's the same principle. They scrape along certain lines to loosen up the fascia to improve health. Traditional massage, they're just not working on muscles. They're also working on fascia. And if that massage therapist is trained on how to pull, pull the wrinkles out of that fascia and give you better neurological input, then, you know, that myofascial unwinding, that, you know, that technique can improve your health. I can't tell you how many patients have been to acupuncturists, chiropractors, medical internists, endocrinologists, cardiologists, trying to get some you know, health return to them, a heart condition, a lung condition. And I come in, I work on them a little bit, and said, you have a lot of fascial pull, and I'll do diaphragm work, which is mainly fascial pulling around the diaphragm, around their upper belly. And they get so much improvement because they had an injury, they had an old trauma that did not heal itself completely, and that bounded up. And they're having heart-related issues or heart symptoms at least. And it was just you need some diaphragm work. Very common. Well, you know, you're using you're breathing, you know, ten to fourteen times a minute, day in, day out, hour in, hour out, and sometimes if that's damaged that much work can be scarred up so you pull on those things and it's be amazed you know how often the patient improves so what can you do if you're an athlete you should be getting myofascial work just try it you're probably already doing some of it by rolling i know some powerlifters use even heavy metal um, rolling pins um, they're called like the ex-wives or something. I don't know why they didn't call them ex-husbands too, but you know, these, and they actually put pressure down and pull the fascia while compressing the muscle and pushing the blood out of it. Amazing. It can be painful. You don't want to bruise yourself too much, but a little goes a long way in some of this fascial work. So take a class, Find someone who does it. If you have any of these problems, find a qualified chiropractor, myofascial therapist. Find someone who does this fascial work or or take a weekend course in where you can do it. Try rolfing. Try some of this fascial work. There's so much out there right now that can help you. Just realize it's more than just pulling the connective tissue. We now know, and we've known since like, uh, I think the first article came out in 1974, where we found all these, uh, the first scientific article came out in 1974, where we found all these mechanoreceptors and nerve endings in the fascia. That means like your sight, like your smell, like your hearing right now that you're using to listen to my voice, fascia also sends a signal to the body to help control health for better or for worse. And it's up to you to start to listen to it. And if you can't figure out a tough condition, shoulder, knee, ankle, and you've been to three or four different orthopedic specialists, chiropractic specialists, considering it maybe how it's all bound together. And maybe your right shoulder problem may be something down lower or even higher up in your neck and head where that fascia and all you're feeling is that binding in the shoulder and you need to pull it out down below. Let's get the wrinkles out of our health. And this has been another Fact Podcast.